Okay, we are talking about walking in the light of God. And we mentioned that this year is another year that God is waiting for us to rise up, waiting for us to uh, advance, take on the enemy, and begins to, to occupy, to take possession of the promised land that He has given to us. Uh, there are people who are confused. They, they do not know what I mean when I say to take our promised land. So this morning, I'm just going to explain it uh, briefly. Your promised land, my promised land, is what God has called us into, is what God has created you for. Remember, we talk about the name that God has given to you. That's your promised land. That's who you are. That's what God wants you to be. That's what God wants you to have. That's your promised land. And then we mentioned that our promised land is not independent of others. Remember last week, I mentioned to you the different tribes. Some has taken possession of their promised land. But the big picture, the, 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 the nation has not been established, even though they got their promised land, because that is themselves. So God is saying, you got to fight for it with your brothers. You've got to help your brothers, you know, the, the other tribes, so that they too will enter into their promised land. So together, you become a nation. So we are not just being selfish, talking about ourselves and, you know, my promised land, my promised land. We're talking about the kingdom. We're talking about the big picture to become a holy nation. Okay, so we must have a big picture in mind. You know, about the kingdom, about the holy nation. We're not talking about the kingdom, but every time we're talking about ourselves. Okay, so, so that is our promised land. And so God is waiting for us to rise up. God is waiting for us to move on. So God is saying, how long do I have to wait? How long are you waiting in order to rise up to take the promised land. So, in order for us to rise up now, we've got to have an honest evaluation of ourselves. Where we are at at this time. You know, what are, the, what are the enemies that is in front that we have to fight against? Right? Physically, the nation of Israel, they send out spies. They go forward to spy out the land. So they know their enemies. They know who they are fighting against. Okay? So we need to know our enemies so that we will know what kind of warfare that is ahead of us, that is stopping us, the enemy that is stopping us from inheriting the promised land. So what is the greatest enemy of the Jews? The greatest enemies of the Jews is themselves. Remember the first time Moses wanted to lead them in, uh, uh, ask them to go into the promised land? They said, no, you know, we are not going in. We will die there. You see, their greatest enemy is their fear. Their fear. So, so unless they deal with their fear and put their trust in God, they will not enter into the promised land. And this time, when five, nation, uh, five tribes has already inherited, seven tribes has yet to cross Jordan and, and go into the promised land, what is their enemy? God is saying, how long are you going to wait? You see, again, their enemy is themselves. Not 
enemy outside. The greatest enemy is themselves because they're still waiting. But if you read the scripture, it says the land that they occupy is under their control now. That means they have peace among themselves and there is no reason not to advance, but the only reason is themselves. So God is saying, how long am I going to wait? So we've got to understand, some of us, we are not entering into our promised land. Our greatest enemies that we have to fight against is ourselves. Not, not what's surrounding us, not other people, it's ourselves. So that's why we need to have an honest evaluation of where am I, who am I, so that I can know what I'm fighting against. So I believe for practically every one of us, our biggest enemy is still ourselves. Just like the Jews, we are no better. Our biggest enemy is ourselves. So I want to share how, how can we really uh, know ourselves better because we think we know ourselves. Right? Every one of us think we know ourselves. But a lot of times, we really don't know ourselves. So if we are walking in the light, walking in the light of God, that means we, we know ourselves. Huh? We know who we really are. So, so uh, we want to go back to this uh, Johari's window. Okay? How come so many? Oh, Okay. Forget about this part. They, they, this will be confusing to you. Uh, this will be confusing to you. Uh, may, later on, I'm going to talk about that. Okay? But, but don't let this confuse you. Uh, okay. okay, these four, the, 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 the uh, yellow part, that, that's all there is. That represents you, who you are. Okay, the different compartments in your life. Right? So, Later on, we're going to come to this part, but, but just forget about the meal part. Don't get confused. Just have that four boxes. Okay, the first part, let me read the scripture because I want this model to tie in with the scripture so that you know, you know, this is a good model that, that you can use, right? And uh, if somebody can be very good, you help me to take away the middle part. Let it be another... Uh, will you, we give you... Are you okay? Uh, uh, at the back there. Can you do that? Can. Okay? So take away the middle part. Just have the, 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 this, this four part. The middle part be dif a different slide. Be a different slide. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verse 34 to 36. Okay? Luke 11, 34 to 36. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are good, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are bad, your body also is full of darkness. 35. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. 36. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be completely lighter as when the light of a lamp shines on you. Okay, so there are different parts in our life, in our body, right? Verse 36, it says, Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be completely 
lighter. Okay, it tells us that our eyes, our eyes is the lamp that will light up our body or keep our body in darkness. So, when the Word of God says about your eyes, it's not talking about your physical eyes. It's talking about your perception. How you perceive things, if you perceive it correctly, then it's light shining in your body, in your life. But if you perceive things wrong, darkness will cover your life. Okay, you will get things wrong. You'll get, make decisions wrong. You'll bring about uh, destruction. You'll bring about pain. You'll bring about uh, death. You see, when, when your eyes is bad. Okay, so especially we're talking about looking at ourselves. Okay, looking at ourselves, we've got to have an accurate evaluation of ourselves. Otherwise, there will be darkness in our life. Right? In this whole passage, in this whole passage in Luke 11 uh, 34 to 36, the most important verse, if you have a scripture open, which is the most important verse of this passage? Which is the most important verse? Is it verse 34? Can we project verse 34? Okay, let me just read it. Your eye is a lamp of your body. When your eyes are good, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are bad, your body also is full of darkness. Okay, so verse 35 says, See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Okay, that's verse 35. 36 says, therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be completely lighter and as when the light of a lamp shines on you. Which is the most important verse? Verse 34? Let me see your hand. Okay. Okay, do you know verse 30, 35 is the most important? Why? Because that verse is why Jesus speaks this word was okay. If Jesus speak these words, and if we didn't do verse thirty, uh, the, what he wants, the words is like gone to waste. Like many times we hear the word, okay, it's good, it's good, we know, but then no change, right? Then the word is wasted. So thirty-five is the is the reason why Jesus speak to to this this uh, verses. See to it then. That the light within you is not darkness. So verse 35 tells us, many of us, sometimes we think that we have light. We are right. We are clear about what the Word of God says, what we believe, we, who we are. But Jesus is saying, hey, be careful because how you look at things is so important. So you better check. You better evaluate yourself. You better be clear so that what you call light is not actually darkness. This is what Jesus is saying. So that's why we have to be careful. A lot of us, we think we're right, we think we're good, we think we know. But Jesus is saying, check, evaluate. Because if your eyes is not good, it could be darkness. And you're feeling, filled with darkness. You don't know. You think you got the light. That means you are responsible. See to it. 
See to it. You are responsible to make sure the light that is shining, that you think is shining, is light, is not darkness. This is a model that uh, Johari uh, came out to describe our awareness of who we are. Okay? And it's very powerful, it's very clear once you understand it. The first part is our open self. That means this part is what I want you to know about me. I open up to you. And what you also can see clearly about me. The hidden self. This part is what I don't want you to know. So I am keeping it secret. I'm hiding it from you so that you wouldn't know I am like this. Because it's not nice. It's not good. You know, I don't want you to know. Uh, uh, and maybe it's even shameful, so I don't want you to know. But there is another part, the blind self. The blind self. This part is what I don't know about myself. I cannot perceive about myself because I'm just not aware. But you know, you see clearly, you know, and uh, you know I am also like this because you can see, but I don't know. You see, uh, I can't see about myself. So that is a blind self. Okay, so this, every part God knows. But this particular part, at this moment, maybe because my relationship with God or my maturity is not there. So God has not revealed it to me yet. Okay, and, and, and it depends on my relationship uh, with Him. So that is uh, the total Four parts of me, that is a total me. So, the, the, these four compartments, they are not equal in proportion. Okay? Someone who are reclusive, they don't mix with people, they don't want to mix with people, so they just stay in their, 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 their circle. So, their secret self or hidden self may be a lot higher than their open self. So, they are not necessarily symmet symmetrical. Okay, but as you can see, as far as I am concerned, this part is total darkness. I'm in the dark. So that's why there's an area of me that is in darkness, that is not complete in the light yet. So I need the light of God. I need the Word of God to shine into my heart. Then I will begin to know myself better. So that's why just now you see the arrow, you know, we want to know ourselves better so that this part becomes smaller and smaller and smaller so that I know myself better, right? You got the idea, okay? That's why the arrow we want to, we want to shift, ah, okay. But if you look at this, this uh, model, you realize there's no way you can know yourself without fellowshipping with others. Look, this part. The blind self. How can your blind self become your open self? You cannot see. Other people are seeing. How can your, your blind self now become your open self? Unless those who fellowship with you speak into your life and tell you, you are like this. Do you know? Ah, I don't know. I didn't know I'm like this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. You know, I, yeah, it's true. I am like that. But I, sorry, sorry. I didn't know I was like that. So now, 
please forgive me. I will, I will take note of it. I will change. So now your blind self becomes your open self because you accept what people say and you uh, uh, receive it with humility and, and you are fellowshipping with them. And therefore now, more light has come. You know yourself better. But there's no way you can know yourself living by yourself, cutting yourself from others, cutting yourself from cell group, and, and so on, and, and, and live as if you know yourself better and everybody is no good and I don't want to mix with them. You know, uh, they irritate me and so on. You see, your blind self is so strong, so big, you will never get to know yourself fully. But when people talk to you, you say, I'm not like that. You know, you think you're so good, and you talk to me like this. Everybody make mistake, ma. Why do you talk to me like this as if I'm no good? Oh, no, I know myself. You don't know. I know myself. I'm not like that. When people can see, they tell you, and you begin to react like that, what happened? Either they are your husband or your wife, don't, they don't let you go, they keep quarreling with you, so every day is quarreling. Or the husband say, from now on, I'm not going to talk. I'll keep quiet. Because no point talking to her. Never listen one. So I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to tell her. I don't want to argue. You know? So you see, that war remains there. And you will not continue, you will not go on to know about yourself because that's your blind self. You can't see and you don't listen to people. So that's why there are people who are living in church, they become Christian after so many years, they never change. Because the truth is they never listen. How many of us, you talk about your husband? He's always like that one. Cannot change one. After so many years, you know, he's like that. Why? Because you've been talking to him, you've been talking to him, he never listened, you nev he never listened, he never changed. You see? So now you know. Lah. No use talking. Won't change one. You see? Christian. We are Christians. But we, that's why people are saying, hey, how come you become Christian for so long? But you are like that. You never change. Because we don't listen. Then coming to the hidden self. Hidden self, that's to do with my sin. That's to do with my failure. Okay? Uh, that's to do with my shame. So, how do I open up myself so that I light shine into this area? So that's why, remember, we, 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 we talk about the scripture verse. He said, if you have fellowship with one another and, 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 and so on, then the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from our sin. So now that we are Christian, we know. God knows. We know that we have sinned. We know that there is grace, there is forgiveness in God. So now I come and, and open myself up to God and say, God, you please help me. You know, I'm struggling in my sin. I'm struggling with my problem. Would you cleanse my sin and, and, and come and deliver me? And so we work through it with God and we open ourselves to God. So this hidden self, you know, now uh, 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 the light of God the light of God begins to shine in. So the hidden self becomes 
like smaller and smaller because we allow God to come in and, and to work in our life and, and, and bring us victory. And so we, we let light shine in to this hidden self, okay? Uh, even though it's light to me before, but now I share it with God and, and it becomes true light. It's not darkness in my life that I'm hiding, but it's true light because it's been transformed by the blood of Jesus, by the power of God. Okay, so this is uh, 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 the model to talk about who we are. So this morning, when you look at this model, you realize we don't know ourselves fully, right? We don't know ourselves. There are this blind self that we don't know and it needs others to point out to us. That's why we need to be in fellowship, not keeping a distance, right? If you keep a distance, yeah, superficial fellowship, you know, we all say hi, good, you know, how are you? Good, but inside is rotten. Uh, bye-bye, God bless you. We, we, we have all those cliche Christian sort of uh, very superficial thing, but our life is not changed, not changed. Okay, so, so that's why fellowship is very, very important. Okay, let's look at the, the other side now. I give a summary of what I share with you the last uh, few weeks, okay? Uh, one or two weeks. So this is the, the characteristic of ourselves. If we behave like this, we will continue to be in darkness. We will not change, right? And this is where when you behave in this way, you will enter more and more into the light of God and you will be free, you will, you will shine forth. Okay, so most of these things I've talked about. So blind one, right? You see, Jesus did not even say, your, if your eye is blind, then your whole body is in total darkness. Jesus said, if your eye is bad, bad and blind, are totally different, okay? My eye, physical eye, is bad. You know, I need the spec, and, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes I don't see things clearly because my eye is bad, but I'm not blind, right? So, don't assume just because you are, your eyes is not blind, you are, your eye is good. Don't assume that. Because some of us, we see certain things, we know certain things are right. So we thought we're okay. Don't assume that. Okay? Because Jesus said, if your eye is bad, not blind, then your whole body can be in total darkness. So last week I shared with you the attitude. It's an attitude. It's not meant for us to be sarcastic when we meet one another and, and, and we're angry with one another, so we don't want to argue. So we say, okay, I'm wrong. So what? Yeah, I'm wrong. But you see, that kind of attitude is contentious. That kind of attitude is full of arrogance and pride and bitterness inside. You see, it's the wrong attitude. But when we realize, you know, we could be wrong because we really don't know everything, Right? So God could be using this situation to speak to me about area that I do not know about. So every time I approach incidents or conflicts or, 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 or relationship, I maintain a humble attitude. I maintain an attitude that I could be wrong. So I, I'm seriously think, listening to you. 
to hear what you are trying to tell me and not shut off, not think that I'm right, not argue, not defend myself. No. You know, I seriously want to know what you are saying. I'm not saying I agree 100% every time, you know, that I'm, you know, that I'm wrong. No, but I, I have the attitude because if I'm proud, even though I'm right, I'm wrong already. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, so, so, so that's why I want to maintain a good attitude. So what are the bad attitude or bad ways that, that will cause us to not change and not transform and, and we can not know ourselves truly? Okay, so when we are blind, it means, remember I talked to you about the, 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 uh, the pattern of this word is there. Okay, so we cannot receive new things of what God is saying. It's like the old wine skin. You see, the Pharisee, they're religious. They know a lot of scripture, but the old wine skin is there. Whatever Jesus says, they cannot. They cannot understand. Uh, they come against what Jesus said. They are blind. Right? Jesus said, the blind leading the blind. See? The old wine skin. Right? So some of us, we have, we have a lot of old wine skin from our previous religious belief, teaching, somewhere, you know, it's stuck in our mind. Now, whatever I say, it cannot go into you. Right? Because of your old, old wine skin. But you're still in a religious circle. You think it's okay. But that's why Jesus said, make sure the light in you is light and not darkness. Because some of us, we have darkness inside. We think it's light. We think we know the truth. Yeah? So you've got to be careful. So blind. Self-deception, right? Last week we talked about self-righteous. Okay, I'm right. Right? I have no sin. Uh, you understand the context? I have no sin. Okay, I, I, de I dealt with someone uh, before. And the person said, why do I need to apologize when I have no wrong? I'm the leader. I'm the pastor. I talked to one of my workers. Okay? And that is the response. Why do I need to apologize when I have no wrong? You see, it's all wrong attitude. Even if you are not wrong, what do you do? You just say, Pastor, I'm so sorry uh, what I said. I didn't mean it like this or you take it like this, but this is not what I mean. I'm so sorry. Uh, it it creates this confusion. You see, even if you are right, this is the attitude. Not the attitude. I have no wrong. Why should I apologize? You see, it's all wrong inside. It's all darkness inside. It's all sin inside. It's pride. So self-righteous. That's why I say, always maintain, I could be wrong. Okay? Just listen carefully. Right? And then self-ambition. Ah, so self-ambitions. We have our own agenda. So when you have your own agenda, you can't see what people are saying. If you want to establish your ministry, you see, you can't see what people are saying about submission, about, you know, you can't. Because you think you have a ministry. You see, so you have your self-ambition, you have your agenda there. And that's why you can't see that we are in the body of Christ. There are rules there and ways we should function. So our eyes are not pure because we have selfish ambition. So that's why we cannot see clearly. And then the devil at work. There are people who, who play the victim, victimization kind of a thing. You know, they are so 
uh, pitiful people blame them. You know, they are really so innocent. People blame them. You know, they play victim, uh, uh, victimization. Uh, so, so they are being offended. They are, they are bitter inside. So I can open up myself. Why? Because I know the blood of Jesus can cleanse me. You know, He can forgive my sin. And, and He comes not to condemn the world. He comes to save us. So I can come with an open self. Rather than trying to pretend. Huh? Hiding. Okay? Honest. Right? I really want to be honest rather than live in self-deception. Right? Humble rather than being proud. I hope, you know, I, I'm teachable. Yeah? I can be corrected. Humility. I come to learn. I come to listen. Humility. Huh? Pure in heart. I have no, no personal agenda, no motive inside. My heart is just for Jesus and for God only. So, I don't have to defend myself, right? Because I just want Jesus, I just want God. But when you have selfish ambition inside, you know, your reaction will be different. Uh, so we fellowship with God because we open ourselves to God, what, what you want to speak to us. And we fellowship with others uh, and allow others to speak into our life. Peace-loving and wise. Peace-loving. We, we, we value relationship. We value our relationship, our church. We value this. So we will not allow the enemy, the devil to come in to divide us. Even though I may be angry, I may be hurt, I may be anything, but I will not allow the enemy to come in because there is love, because there is forgiveness, right? Uh, because I, I, I'm peace-loving. I want good relationship. You know, I, I don't want to quarrel with people. I don't want people to quarrel with me. You know, uh, so... Uh, we, will, we will compromise if need be. Uh, we will come to a win-win situation because I'm peace-loving, right? So I will do my best to maintain that fellowship. But maybe there are times it's not possible, but this is what I will want to do, right? Until it's really not possible, then too bad what to do. That's life, okay? So because I open myself to God, there are a lot of things that I do not know about myself that God knows. Not just the bad part, but the good part. The gifts that He's put inside me. Right? The calling that He has given to me that I am not aware at this time. So there are so many other things that I do not know. But as I open myself to God, I begin to realize more and more who I am. And therefore, I'm able to enter into my destiny. I want you to look at this and begin to be able to see how you behave when you are in that kind of situation where there's conflict, where you're wrong, where people say something to you and, and, and things happen. How do you behave? Are we entering into maturity, knowing more and more of ourselves, you know, change from glory into glory, or we just stay here? I don't want to get near you because you hurt me. Or you, you know, so we keep to this and so we still come to church. We still come to church. But nothing, nothing really takes place. Superficially, we believe in God, but no change. So remember, it's not because you're blind, you cannot, your, your whole body is in darkness. Just because your eyes are bad, your whole body. Because why? One thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Okay, just from one very, uh, maybe one personal 
bad experience with someone in my cell group, in my church. Does it mean that my whole body is in darkness? Yeah, it can. Why? Because that person is in my cell group, so now I don't want to go to cell group, or I don't like to go to cell group. Even if I go to cell group, I don't want to really be part of that cell group because that person is there. I don't like that person. Okay, and then it leads to church. That person is also in church. So then, I mean, my relationship with church, um, well, I, I don't want to get involved. Like, or I will do things which, are, which, which doesn't involve a lot of relationship, in, in fellowship one. You know, just do certain things that is on the surface thing. I don't want to get involved, too involved in church. Remember, problematic people in church, I don't want any more problem. I have a lot of problem of myself. I don't need more problem. Church, so easy. And then, because you behave like this, your relationship with God is affected. Because now the love of God is not there. Because hatred is inside, bitterness is inside, you know, uh, pain is inside. So your, your love for God, somehow, the passion is not there. It just can't be there. You see, one thing leads to another. So don't undermine. This is what Jesus said. When you have bad eyes, your whole body is in darkness. But we know there are things still good, but your whole body is in darkness because it can influence. But it will also influence my relationship with others. Maybe when I talk, others will be influenced by me. They'll say, yeah, Lord. You know, yeah, church is like that. Uh, you know, uh, uh. you see? Right? How Satan come in and bring about division, destruction, and so on. Right. Okay, so we are responsible. See to it. See to it that the light in you is not darkness. You got a verse? See to it that the light in you, what you think is light, what you assume is light, see to it, evaluate, examine it. To make sure it is not darkness. Because to you, you see it as light, but maybe God says it's darkness. Just make sure you check it. So, though, so, what do we do? When we enter into the light, Ephesians 5, 13 and 14. Ephesians 5, 13 and 14. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. That is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So when the darkness is exposed to the light, or by the light, then it becomes visible. Okay? I think that's obvious we know in, that, in, uh, 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 in a natural this is, this is what happened. Uh, the English word expose, that means we come to know it, we, we can see it now. Uh, the Chinese word bring another dimension. Uh, when you are being confronted, you are being rebuilt while you are in darkness, then it comes to light. Okay, it's, it's another dimension, but it cannot be totally representing this verse, uh, this word. Be exposed to the light. It doesn't mean that we're going to be rebuilt and, and judged and so on. And that's that kind of negative uh, ways 
causes us to be fearful. We don't want to acknowledge we are wrong because we'll be scolded, we'll be, you know, and so on. But today, that's why we need to know the gospel. You see, Jesus said, men don't want to come to the light because their deeds are evil. Yeah, they don't want to be exposed because they associate being exposed is shame, is judgment, condemnation, uh, and, and, and punishment. You see, that's what we associate being exposed. But Jesus is saying the Son of God come not to condemn the world. Right? But those who believe in Him, they, they are not condemned, they are set free. So Jesus is saying, hey, it's okay. It's okay to acknowledge a mistake because there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness. And that's the difference why we are not afraid to come to the light. Because when we come to the light, darkness gone. Healing came. Deliverance came. Salvation came. You know, there is forgiveness. There is no condemnation. There is love. There is all the goodness that Jesus came to do. But men don't. You see, if, if you are Christian, you're still living in legalistic system. You don't want to come to the light. Because if you have break the law, you expect to be punished. But now we are in Christ. We're in grace. We know when we acknowledge our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive our sin. So that's why there's no fear. That's why we can open ourselves and acknowledge so that we can maintain the fellowship, good fellowship. Verse 14, if we did not come to the light, what were we? We were sleeping. We were dead. Sleeping. In action. We are not rising up. We do not know our potential. We're sleeping on our potential because we don't know who we are. So that's why when you're in the light, you can never live out your destiny. You can never know who you really are. But when you come into the light, you begin to realize who I am. You begin to hear what God says about you. And you begin to rise up in faith because now you can see you are sons of God. You're filled with glory. You're victorious. You're able you see, you begin to rise. So that's why we need light to come in. But when you're in darkness, you can't see. So you're sleeping. So many of us, if we're like the, the Jews, we're waiting. We're waiting. Why? Because we're sleeping. We're sleeping. We don't know who we are. We did not rise up to take our promised land. We're sleeping. Then it talks about raise from the dead. Rise from the dead. You know, because when we're in darkness, we thought we cannot do it. It's hopeless. I fail. So no way I can, I can enter the promised land, my destiny. So we are dead. But God is saying when you enter into the light, when you allow the light to shine in, you will be resurrected. There will be new life. There will be restoration of your vision, of your hope, and of your dream. There's resurrection. 
But you need to come into the light. But if you stay in darkness, you're dead. You're asleep. That's it. You're not functional. You're not fruitful. So when you rise up, Christ will shine on you. There's nothing impossible with Jesus. Life come into you. Christ shine on you. It's a new day. It's a new destiny that God will restore for you when you rise up. Okay, so I'm going to close uh, here. Let's, let's stand to our feet.